welcome to the Elevate Live podcast channel. We hope this sermon encourages and inspires you so you can go and grow to your next level. For more information about our church, please visit our website, elevate.life. Enjoy the message. Hey, I'm going to invite you to put your hand over your heart. And if you're new with us, uh, we make some declarations because here's what we believe. What you say matters. And the truth is, is that when you speak things out of your mouth, when you realize how powerful your mouth is, God created the world with his mouth and we create our world with our mouth. So I just want to invite you, even if you're a guest with us, just to make these declarations with us. All right, here we go. I declare that I'm created in the image of God. I'm blessed to be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and take dominion. I declare that 2020 is my year of transformation. Things are not just going to change for the better, but 2020 will be my best year ever. That's just a good place for an amen, come on. I declare that 2020 is double, double for me. Double blessing, double anointing, double portion of good things in every area of my life. I declare that according to Psalm 65:11, that God is crowning my year with goodness and my path will drip with abundance. Come on, y'all. Come on, that's enough. We'll just stop right there. And I speak over your life that maybe this is your first time here, but I just believe that God is going to interrupt your way with his way, and he's going to show you his way is a whole lot better. We're honored to have you. Give yourself a big hand. Look at somebody and say, y'all are looking good. And uh, you may be seated. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for watching online. Those of you that are all really all around the world. Uh, we have more people that watch online every week than are in the building. And uh, it's thousands and thousands of people, so thank you. And then there's thousands more that watch after that, so thank you so much. Um, just want to start today, and, and if you're a guest with us again, I just want to thank you for being here. I want to talk to the family just for a second, um, because this is our year of transformation, and it's also a year where we're going to see double-double happen. And I know I can talk about that and you don't understand that, but let me get real practical with you. Because, and again, if you know this, this is one of my leadership apologies. If you know this, finish it. For everything in the natural, there is. Now, for those of you that didn't get that, for everything in the natural, the things that you can see, there's a supernatural, something you can't see. Okay, so most people let what's temporary, which is what they can see, block them from getting what they can't see that God's wanting to bring into their life supernaturally. So here's a natural supernatural correlation. Some of you here will know who Tony Romo is. Uh, I had the privilege to share the platform with Tony several times. In fact, when he was a, a quarterback with the Dallas Cowboys, uh, we were in the Kia Arena and I had an opportunity in front of thousands of people to do an interview with him on leadership. and. So in 2010, uh, Tony had his best year financially, and he made in 2010 $8.5 million. That's a good year. How many of you think that's a pretty good year? Okay. Uh, this last week, he just signed the most lucrative sports analyst or sports announcers, uh, broadcaster, sports broadcasters contract that there's ever been. And what he made in 2010 was 8.5, and it just so happened in 2020, double-double, that it doubled to 17 million a year. So you might say, you might say, oh, that's just a coincidence. No, 
8.5.17. Now, here's something else I always say. This is why I coach people, and this is why we do masterminds, because I want to help people grow in their personal life, in their professional life. And I've said this for many, many years. When you're paid for how you think rather than what you do, you'll always be paid more. Tony Romo was a good quarterback. He was a do-good quarterback. But as an analyst, he's getting paid double for how he thinks. For those of you that don't know about sports, the reason he is the most valuable right now sports broadcaster that there's ever been is because 78% of the time in the broadcast booth, he's telling you what the team is going to do next. He's 78% right. It's not because he smiles good. It's not because he's a quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. It's because of how he's paid. So here's what I'm saying to you. It might not be the same scale, but mark it down. March 1st, some of y'all are gonna be like me. By the time you get to January 1st, whatever you're making right now, you're about to double. It's gonna happen, come on. It's gonna happen. And it's not just gonna happen for Tony Romo. It's gonna happen for people who are being taught the Word of God, and when there is a prophetic word, and some of you don't know what this means, all I'm doing is outspeaking for God what God is saying. So when I say it's our year of transformation and double, double, what does that mean? Let's talk about that for just a second. So, so, thank you, Chuck. I had to reach for that, but I got it. (laughs) Helps to have gorilla hands. Uh, put Malachi 3 up here because I want to explain this to you. This morning at about 4.30, uh, I feel like God gave me a word for you because I've been asking the Lord, I said, okay, Lord, what does this double-double mean? Yes, double portion, double anointing, but I want people to really understand it. And here's what he gave me for you today. For I am the Lord, I do not change. Somebody put an amen on that. Because how many of y'all know, y'all, some of y'all are all over the map. You're changing this, you're changing that. You're about change. You're a change agent. You're happy about it. For I am the Lord, and I do not change. But watch this. What does that mean? But remain faithful to my covenant with you. Aren't you glad we serve a God that when we can't keep our end of the bargain, he still does? Come on. He still does. When we're all over the map, he says, I don't change. I keep my covenant. Now, watch this. That is why you, O sons of Jacob, have not come to an end. What, what, What is he saying right there? Because I'm faithful and I'm a covenant God, you're still breathing, you still got life, and you're still gonna have a legacy in your name in the future. Now look what he says. Yet from the days of your fathers, you've turned away from my statutes and my ordinances, and you haven't, you haven't kept them. So let me say something with all due respect. My father uh, did not keep the Lord's statutes. My father did not teach me the word of God, my mother did. My mother made sure that I was in church, but I decided to break that in my family. I decided, you know what? I'm not just gonna be a Christian. I'm gonna be a kingdom man. I'm not just gonna make money. I'm gonna make money for the glory of God. I'm not just gonna build me a house. I'm gonna build God a house. I'm not just gonna buy me land, but I'm gonna buy some land, but I'm gonna buy God some land. In other words, I'm gonna use what God's given me because my dad did not think like that. I don't know how your dad was, But a lot of people got dad issues, daddy issues, because their dad wasn't. Well, let me tell you the kind of father we have. Put it back up there, guys. The kind of father we have is he says, I'm going to keep my covenant with you even when you don't. By the way, your daddies didn't. With all due respect, how many of your daddies didn't have a covenant with God and they didn't keep God's covenant? All right? So 
This has been happening for a long time, he says, and they haven't kept him. And here he gives us this invitation, return to me. I'm your heavenly father, return to me and I will return to you. Somebody put an amen on that. Says the Lord of hosts, but you say, well, like God, what are you talking about? What do you mean return to you? Like, what do you, what do you mean return? Look what he says, will a man rob God? So now this is God. Hey, have you ever been in a conversation with somebody and they're talking to you, but they're also talking for you? Oh, if you're married and you're a man, you've been in that conversation. It's like, it's like you say something, then all of a sudden the conversation, oh, here's what you're thinking. Here's what, okay, so, so will a man rob God? Yet you're robbing me. But you say, so this is God. Well, like, what do you, like, what do you mean, God? Like, how am, I, how am I robbing you? Like, I love you. I go to church every once in a while. I mean, what do you mean I'm robbing you? He says, you've robbed me in tithes and offerings you have withheld. I want to stop right here and say, that's a double-double. Listen very carefully, because this is what the Lord told me. Say, this, I'm talking to family now. This is not for guests. Just give me a second, then I'm going to talk to everybody. But what does double-double mean? He says, I want you to return to me. Don't rob me. But tithes and offerings that you have withheld, let's go to the next verse. You're cursed with a curse, for you're robbing me, this whole nation. Now, God doesn't curse anybody. We curse ourselves. But I want you to do this. I want you to bring all the tithes. Everybody say all the tithes. That's all the tenth. What does that mean? For every dollar you make, it's a dime. For every $10 you make, it's a dollar. For every $100 you make, it's a $10. It's $10. For every $1,000 you make, it's $100. For every $100,000 you make, it's $10,000. For every million you make, I'm prophesying over some of y'all, it's 100000 Now watch this. We start thinking, well, that's a lot of money to give to a church. No, it ain't. What is a lot to you? God says he don't care what your amount is. Just bring your tenth. Bring your tenth. Whatever your tenth is, you bring your tenth. Don't start thinking, well, that's a lot of money. No, you're just returning to God what he says is his. So the Bible says in another place that God's the one that's given you the power to get wealth. That means he's the one that gave you that breath. And I found out again on February 14th when I'm sitting in that hospital that they wouldn't know what they were going to find when they're going up through my heart to my widow maker, find it's 95% blocked. That was my Valentine's day. She was going to please fix his heart. It's Valentine's. Anyway, I'll come back to that in a minute. He said, I want you to bring all your tithes. Everybody say it one more time. All your tithes into the storehouse. What is the storehouse? It's the house of God. So that there may be food in my house. And then here's God. You talk about throwing down. Test me in this. I want you to do what I'm telling you to do. Do the double-double. Don't just tithe, but give an offering too. So on the first weekend of every month, we give you an opportunity to give over and above. We call it transforming the dream. Why? Because we're going to be transforming lives all year long. So everybody gives over and above, and they have for 20 years in our church on the first weekend of every month. It's our time to give over and above our tithes. Back up there, guys, please. He says, test me, prove me in this, and watch this now, next verse. And see if I won't open the windows of heaven and pour out for you so great a blessing until there's not enough room to receive that. Here's, that's the first double. Here's the second double. And I'm also, then I'm going to rebuke the devourer, insects, plagues for your sake, and he will not destroy the fruits of your ground. What does that mean? You might say, well, I don't really have, no, no, no. 
The enemy, some of you don't even realize, but the enemy is allowed to steal from you. The Bible says in John 10, 10, he comes to kill, steal, and to destroy. Jesus said, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. So what's the double-double? By the way, go ahead and go, go to the next slide, guys. Nor will your vine and your field drop its grapes before harvest. In other words, when your harvest is supposed to happen, it's going to happen. And there's not going to be one thing the devil's going to do about it. So what's double-double? Listen very carefully. This is what the Lord spoke to me at 4.30 this morning. The double-double is you bring all your tithes into the storehouse and offerings. When it's time to give an offering, we say, hey, this is an extra offering. Don't just give a tithe, give an extra offering. That's a double. And what does God say? I'm going to give you a double-double. I'm going to open the windows of heaven over your life, pour out blessings on you that you cannot contain. And oh, by the way, I'm going to rebuke the devourer for being able to steal from you anymore and to keep your harvest from coming. I announced to you in the name of Jesus in 2020 that you've got great harvest that's coming your way and it's not going to be before your time. It's going to be right on time. Somebody put an amen. Say double, double. So what does double, double mean this year? This is one of the revelations that God is telling us. Tithes and offerings open the windows of heaven and rebuke the devourer on your behalf. You do your part, God said, I'm gonna do his part. You return to me, I'll return to you. And watch what's gonna happen this year. When it comes to January 1st, you're gonna look over your shoulder and go, indeed, this was my year, come on, for double, double. Can, can you agree with me on that? Can we get into faith together on that? So I wanted to pause right up front. Again, this is for our family, this isn't for a guest. I wanted to pause and say, let's go ahead and do our tithes and offerings right now. Let's get it done, and then I'm going to bring you a word that I believe is going to change your life. How many of you are ready for the word of God? Amen. So ushers are holding up envelopes. Also, for those of you that need $1,500 checks, they have those. Just reach out and take it. Well, nobody even reached up and took it. My goodness. No, but seriously, get a record of your giving. Remember, we still live in a country where they give you credit when you give to nonprofits. And uh, we're grateful for that. Thank you, God. And we live in a country where people get credit for their, for their giving. Amen. It doesn't happen in many places around the world. So thank you for giving. These are also different ways you can give here. We have giving box boxes and thank you. If you're watching online, you can also give if you so choose to do that. Thank you so much for being a blessing. Now I wanted to explain something as you give, and I want you to listen very carefully to this because some of you know, uh, what happened recently uh, in just the last month, our church bought all the medical debt in Collin County, and uh, we paid it off, $2.2 million for people that could not afford it. And I wanted to explain this to you because um, I don't think we did a good job at explaining it, and I, I want you just to hear this because this is why he says, bring, bring all the tithes and offerings into the storehouse so that there's food in my house. So listen very carefully. Every day in the United States of America, 79 million people choose between paying their medical bills and basic needs like food and shelter. So there's 300, approximately 336 million Americans, 79 million of them every day have to make a decision. Am I gonna pay the medical bill I owe or am I gonna put food on the table? 60% of all US bankruptcies, 66%, of all U.S. bankruptcies are tied to medical debt issues. 25% of all U.S. credit card debt is medical debt. When you give like you do to our church, 
And when, when we, we partnered with what's called RIP Medical uh, Debt, we asked them to buy all the debt in Collin County and that we were going to pay that as a church. And when you do that, here's what happens. Millions of dollars are taken care of at a fraction of the cost and whatever is donated has a hundred times the impact. People across the country, two weeks ago, this week, next week, and for the next several months, will receive a letter that their debt is gone. Not Listen, not just their medical debt, their debt is gone. No taxes, no penalties, free from debt. That's what you did. That's what we did. And that's what we do as a church. Come on, give God a big hand. I just wanted you to understand, I don't make any apologies for asking you to put God first, to give over and above. You know why? Because we are in the business of advancing his kingdom in the earth and helping people. Come on, y'all. Amen. Thank you for your giving. Thank you so much. I appreciate your heart. You know, when people's money gets saved, everything goes to a whole nother level because the Bible says your heart follows what you treasure. So thank you for giving today. I've got a very unusual message. So here's the title, how to bet and win in relationships. Yeah, I'm going to talk about betting in church today. Let me just tell you, this is not your mama's church. You're actually going to learn something here. I'm going to say that again. You're not just going to hear a little cute little message and feel better. You're going to learn something. I'm about to teach you. You're about to learn something. I'm about to prophesy over you, and your life is going to change in Jesus' name. Amen? So, so let me read a scripture. This is our scripture for 2020. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead you. They got it up there. I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he's done for you. Let them be a living, holy sacrifice, the kind that he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into the new person by changing the way you think. God wants to transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. Welcome to Elevate Life Church, where when you elevate your thinking, come on, you elevate your life. I'm gonna ask you to put your hand on your head right now. Come on, everybody play along and and pray this with me. Just say, God, would you help me to think better and maybe like Tony, someday, I'll be paid for the way that I think and not just the job I do. In Jesus' name. So we're talking about transformation. Well, let's talk about the word bet for a minute. When I say BET, I'm not I'm talking about black entertainment television, although I do watch that and I enjoy it. It's got to tell you, I do. I just like, I like soul. You sound a little bit of funeral over there, a little bit like a funeral. I need you to beef up the game a little bit. That's what I'm talking about. If I say something good, like, like let's practice. I said something good. 
I said something good. I'm about to say something good. Okay, I just warming him up. So to place a bet means to lay a bet, to lay a wager, to stake or pledge something upon an event of a context, not an event of a contest, but to wager something based on the context of something. So bet, how do you, how to bet and win in relationships, B-E-T, I'm give you a quick acrostic, is how to become excellent through transformation. So if you bet on winning and winning relationships, it's going to be because you become more excellent because you're transforming. You're not going to win in relationships because they get better. Wally, she's great. We, we're not going to win because she changes. We're going to win because I transform. And when I take ownership of that, it's the same way in my job. Not my boss changing, not my employees changing, not my mama changing, not everybody around me changing. I win in relationships when I place the bet. What's the bet? I'm becoming excellent through transformation. How many of y'all want your life to transform for the better? Come on, you want a better life than you got right now, all right? So listen very carefully because I was going a totally different direction, uh, Chuck, in this message, and this was gonna be the last week of our relationship series. I said, no, 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 or as Pastor Sheila says, no, turn around, stand up, turn around and do that. This is what she does sometimes to me. Stand up, turn around and go. No, uh-uh. <laughs> if I get that right there, we're about to be transformed. It's going to go a different direction. Faux show. I don't even know where she learned that. She rocks her head. B-E-T, that's where you learned that. I knew you learned that somewhere. Y'all know. Oh my goodness. Okay, now I know. Listen, here's what I want to say to you. What was I saying? I was going a different direction with this message. And y'all listen very carefully now. I've been an athlete my whole life. Uh, I'm still an athlete. In fact, my number one question when they did the procedure, heart procedure on me on Valentine's Day is I asked my doctor, I said, when can I exercise again? And so they said, look, just give your body about two weeks. So I'm about there. So that's why I'm preaching today because I'm exercising y'all. That's what we're doing. And so, so anyway, I, I decided to extend this, this relationship series because I feel like God's put some stuff on my heart, literally that he wants me to share with you that are gonna make shifts in every relationship that you have. If you're married, there's gonna be a positive shift. If you have friendships, there's gonna be a positive shift. In business, there's gonna be a positive shift. It's gonna happen in the name of Jesus. So as I was doing this, here's, here's what I'm very, um, like this is my wiring. My wiring is I wanna win. Does anybody here wanna win? Let me just see your hands. Now I know some of y'all, you'll say, yeah, I wanna win. My next question is, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing to win? So everybody wants to win, but like I really, in my life, like I've, you know, Pat, listen, I've taken care of my body. I'm 60. I've worked out. I've done everything I know to do. I'll come back to that in a minute. 
I do everything that I do, in other words, spirit, soul, and body financially because I want to win. So I align my behaviors and my attitudes and beliefs and everything to getting on the winning side of life. So I'm, I'm very adept at that, okay? Uh, and I feel like I have a winning marriage and I feel like I have a winning family and I feel like there's some wins. I feel like there's other, there are other losses, frankly, that I won't just get into right now because that's not the context of this message. But, but here, here was my thinking. I started thinking, like every coach coaches to win. They don't coach not to lose. But yet, oftentimes, they lose because they haven't calculated right. They haven't considered the losing side of things. They're so focused on winning. And so as I was thinking about this message, I was like, like what, what is it that causes like teams to lose? Because I mean, have you ever thought about that? Like, how could they lose? Like, how could they lose a Super Bowl? How could that, how could that? So it's not like everybody knows, everybody generally knows in football, for instance, what they need to do to win, but they don't know what caused them to lose. It's the same thing in our marriages. It's the same thing in our business relationships. It's the same thing in our friendships. It's like, okay, I want to win. Everybody raised your hand. But sometimes we don't know what's making us lose. Has anybody ever lived with that dilemma? Let me just, just be honest with you. Like, I don't know why. Like, I don't know why it's not working. I don't know. Like, I'm doing everything I thought I was supposed to do. And they don't know why they're still losing. Okay? So as I begin to Google, you're not going to believe this. It led me to a gaming site, teaching people how to bet. And as I began to read it, and not only did I place some bets, <laughs> no, that's a joke. Some of y'all, some of y'all are here, you know exactly, some of y'all are really, you, 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 you bet. <laughs> you bet on sports, you bet on everything. In fact, you've rolled the dice so much you've lost more than you want to admit. But as I begin to look at this, all of a sudden, God began to speak to me. So I'm going to take this, and I want you just to listen. Because I've always been an athlete, because athletics for me is a template for life in terms of discipline, winning, losing, etc. In my research about what causes wins and losses, I came across a gambling site on how to bet on football. Now, this is not to provoke you to go start betting on football. But again, I say it again, for everything in the natural, come on, y'all help me, there's a supernatural correlation. So there's many different ways to bet on football. You can bet on how many points will be scored in the game or which team will score first. You can bet on the winner of the Super Bowl, on what teams are going to make the playoffs. Again, there's a lot of stuff. But listen to this. Football just isn't that predictable, unfortunately. Let me change the word. Marriage is just not that predictable, unfortunately. Business relationships are not just that predictable, unfortunately. Friendships are just not that predictable, unfortunately. Things don't always go as expected. Oh, baby, put the ring on it. I'll put the ring on it. We, we are going to live happily 
ever after. I've been waiting for a girl like you come into my life. I've been waiting. Oh, yeah. And then she comes into your life and you feel like you woke up a demon out of hell. What in the world? Hey, you stood at the altar and watch. Here's what you did, ladies. You made a bet. I'm betting on him that he's not a liar. I'm betting on him he's not a cheater. I'm betting on him that he'll stay true to me. I'm betting on him that he'll lead our family well. I'm betting on him he won't just be a good husband, but he'll be a good father to my children. That's what I'm betting on. And I could have chosen about 7 billion other guys, but I somehow have bet on this guy. And hey, men, listen to me. There's a whole lot riding on you. Because whether you realize it or not, she bet on you. So just pause. Are you a good bet? You see, here's what the gambling site said. Things don't always go as expected. A team you're confident will cover the spread can easily miss out by a point or two. Big favorites can and do lose matches. Upsets are common. Anybody have any relationships where upsets just seem to be common? Oh, go ahead and raise your hand. It's all right. Be the first one. Which is why there is no such thing as easy money from betting on sports. Mm. Shall we continue to read and learn? That is not to say, now again, now they're talking everybody out of it. That is not to say you can't be successful when betting on games. You definitely can. But remember, everything before bet doesn't matter. But you need to delve a little deeper than just looking for the obvious spots to get your money down. Listen very carefully now. This is on a gaming site. You need to study the factors that can affect the outcome of the football games and then analyze the effects that those factors are likely to have. This can be a very effective way to choose your picks. There are a plethora of factors which directly affect the outcome of a football game, slash marriage, slash friendship, slash business relationship. Let me read that again. There are a plethora of factors which directly affect the outcome of whatever relationship you've chosen to enter into. Some of these factors are blindingly obvious, but some are considerably less obvious and often overlooked. Most of them can be broadly classified as falling into one to two categories. This is a good time to start taking notes. How do you bet on football? Number one, based on the quality of the team. You just want to consider the quality of the team. Secondly, the circumstances of the game. So Tony Romo now just had a double-double because 78% of the time, he's saying, here's what's going to happen in the next play, and he's right. 
See, some of you in your marriage, you're not even thinking to the next thing. You're so in the thing right now, you can't even prophesy what's going to happen next. So there are several factors for you to consider when assessing the overall quality of the team. There's no single correct way to analyze how good teams are, but we recommend you taking each one of the following into consideration. Y'all ready for this? Y'all ready for this? Can we just talk? Can we just talk? It's what we're doing. It's about to get real. Look at somebody say, it's about to get real. So we recommend you taking, before you bet, taking each of the following into consideration. Here's the first one, individual player quality. So let me pause and ask you a question. What qualities do you bring in a relationship? What qualities do you bring to your marriage? What qualities do you bring to your friendships? What qualities do you bring to your clients? What qualities do you bring? What qualities do you bring? No, 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 no it's what they're doing. No, what qualities do you bring? If I'm going to bet, I need to know what qualities you bring. You know, now listen, I, I'm not going to say go, go see this movie, but if you want to, you can. I can't remember if there was cussing in it or not or whatever, so don't judge me right now. Remember, this is not your mama's church where they judged everything the guy up here said. Don't be that because you'll judge me to hell. <laughs> So I'm going to ask you not do that. But, but, but I went to see Jumanji. And, and I, I like to rock. Yeah, I like to rock. And so, uh, yeah, yeah, it's okay. Anyway, so, so, so here's what I liked about Jumanji. In case you hadn't seen it, this is not a spoiler alert. I'm just going to tell you what happened. Boom, they land in this desert on a horse with no name. They're a team. And they're griping and bellyaching and screaming at each other. All of a sudden, somebody hits somebody's shoulder, and what pops up? Their strengths and weaknesses. So they take on an avatar in this game called Jumanji, and all of a sudden, they're bickering back and forth, and they're frustrated. And all of a sudden, they hit one of the guy's shoulders, and his strengths and weaknesses come up. Say, oh, oh, then that's what you're supposed to bring to this desert marriage. Oh, that's what you're supposed to bring to this desert business relationship. Oh, that's what you're supposed to. And then somebody else said, oh, there's your strengths and there's your weaknesses. You know what happens in a marriage oftentimes, which by the way, is a template for greatness in every other relationship. If your marriage sucks, listen to me very carefully. Eventually your business relationships will suck. If you do not learn the lessons in your marriage of how to get along with somebody completely opposite than you, then you are in for a suck a tash type life. Why is that? Because you're not learning your lessons, watch, with the person that supposedly loves you the most and the person that has your best interest in mind. If you can't make this work, how in the hell can you make a business relationship work? I want you to hear, I didn't just cuss. I put something in perspective because that's what happens. Our relationships look like hell rather than heaven, and we can't figure out how did this happen. Let me tell you how it happened. Because you stopped in the desert bringing what your strength was, and you got focused on the weakness of the other person. 
So, so if you're going to bet on football, number one, look at the individual player quality. I've said this for many, many years. The greatest gift you can give anybody is not a car. It's not a house. It's not a bucket load of money. The greatest gift you can give anybody is a healthy you. And when you are unhealthy, you are in hell on earth. When you're around people that are unhealthy, you're in hell on earth. How do you fix that? Bing! Here's my strengths for this situation where there's weakness. And God joined us together. So I'm not gonna fight my weakness with her weakness. I'm going to fight on the strength side. And you know what? She can stay on the weak side if she wants to, but I'm gonna fight on the strength side because God's given me the unique strengths and her the unique strengths for us to have a strong, powerful relationship. And if I can learn that here, I can learn that in business. If I can learn that in business, y'all, I can build an empire. If I can build an empire, there is no lid on what I can make. You see, if I can understand that as a quality player, I bring my quality and I know what that quality is, then I cannot be stopped and neither can you. So, Valentine's Day. The last place I wanted to be was in the hospital. The last place I wanted to be was in a place where the doctor that was about to go in and go up through my heart and down to my, what they call Widowmaker vein to see what the damage was. When he began, he didn't know if he was gonna have to cut me stem to stern, pull my rib cage open, take my heart out, fix stuff, take arteries out of my leg, get blood flowing to my heart. He was prepared to do whatever. And he did not give me any positivity one way or the other. So my little prophet, Pastor Keela, who if I'm going into battle, I want her in the room. I said, I told the nurse, I said, uh, could you tell the doctor I'd like to talk to him? She goes, oh, well, that's, you know, that's probably, that's not gonna be possible. And uh, she goes, he, he's got seven of these today. And it's unknown what's going to happen. And I, I, I said, would you just tell him I'd like to talk to him? She goes, I'll tell him. But I, you know, I don't think he's going to. I said, you, you tell him that I would like to talk to him. <laughs> she said, I'll tell him. Wasn't long after that, he shows up. And I said, this is Keela, half Keith, half Sheila. She's the middle of the Oreo cookie, the nutter butter and the peanut butter sandwich cookie, the good part of the Twinkie, the best part of any cupcake. She's the middle. I want her to pray for you, to lay her hands on your hands because you're about to go into my heart. He said, well, uh, uh, well, hey, I just want you to know, on my phone, I've got a picture of Jesus. <laughs> sure enough, he pulled it up. There's Jesus. Right over his shoulder with a group of doctors. He goes, Jesus is on my phone. 
I said, I still want Keila to pray. <laughs> he, he put his surgeon's hands in my daughter's hands and she prayed. So when they rolled me in, listen to me, Jason, I'm so frustrated because I've worked my tail off since I was 15 to be in shape. I've had my own gym in my house, 600 square feet since my, before my kids were born. I've eaten right most of the time. I mean, I live in Texas. Every once in a while, I have queso. <laughs> I've eaten a hamburger once a week for years, never more than once a week. So yeah, I'm not just totally clean, but I'm so frustrated because I'm thinking, why am I going through this? What in the world? I just had, I almost died on Father's Day and now they don't know what's wrong and they're going up and now they're saying when they got in there that my Widowmaker is 95% blocked and I'm so frustrated. But in a moment, in a moment, it was like, we're gonna take care of this. That's how quick my frustration has subsided and they put me in the hospital room and all these people are getting me prepped and getting me ready. And I just started thanking everybody. I said, hey, can I talk to y'all for a minute? I know y'all about to do surgery. And I said, how many of y'all, how many, it's 1030, how many of these have y'all done already today? They said, four. I said, I know you're tired. And I said, but I wanna thank y'all. And I just started being grateful and just talking about how we prayed with the doctor now go, they all stopped. They said, oh, you got the right doctor. You, you, you got the right doctor. He's the right doctor. I said, well, I believe that now. Here's my point. I've been on this journey this last year, struggle, disappointments, battles, fights. I'm up here in our revival. And I'm just singing, I'm just, God is. And all of a sudden, everything went black. Some of y'all don't know, but my friends know, it went black and I passed out on my feet and I walked over to the organ during the middle of that song and I stood right here and I said, Arthur, sing that. And that's when I knew something wasn't right. And the next day I was in the doctor's office and a few days later, to one day later, I'm on an operating table. Here's what I'm telling you. I'm so frustrated about what I can't control. Listen, some of you are sitting here and you're so frustrated. You're so angry because you, 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 you feel like you're doing right in your marriage or you're doing right in your business or you're doing right in life and you're just so frustrated. Here's what I can tell you. In a moment, you can decide. You know what one of my qualities is? Is just to encourage people and to be grateful and to have a great attitude. And so as they put me on that table and stripped me down and the woman said, we're gonna put a loincloth over you. I said, thank you very much. I said, that may not be enough. But anyway, I, I, I'm sorry, Pastor Sheila, but I did say that. And I said that for her entertainment because it was funny. And I... I'm sorry for all you spiritual people. I already told you, this is not your mother's church. So bear with me, I'm getting holy. Just a second, give me a second. I'm back, okay. Bing! I'm sorry. Thank you, Chuck. All right. 
from crying to snotting to laughing. Sheila, don't rebuke me later. I'm sorry. It slipped out. I hadn't had my medicine today. I'm, I'm unleashed for just a second. I'm reeling it back in. Okay, so... I'm going to be talking to y'all in weeks to come about struggles and difficulties and stuff that you're facing because everybody here is facing it. And if you're not, you're going to. But I'm telling you, in whatever situation you're in, you can decide. This uncontrollable does not change the quality of what I bring into an operating room, into a business, into a job, into a negative situation. Oh, okay. Sorry, I didn't say that first service. Here's another thing you might want to consider if you're betting on football. Team balance and depth. So here's my question to you. How emotionally balanced and mature are you? Did you know your ability to connect and to develop with others is the most important step to your next level? Let me say that one more time. Your ability to connect and develop with other people is the most important thing about your next level. Not getting the next click funnel, not getting the next, uh, you know, the next program, not getting the next thing that'll take. No, your next level is dependent, watch this now, on your emotional intelligence and the depth that you have in your life. Now, here's what happens to most people. The things that hurt them the deepest is what gets them stuck because they don't understand that the things that hurt you the most have the power to help you the most. And so when you begin to realize this, it's like, wait, how does that work? The way that works is I'm the one that takes control of the struggle because I can't control what's happened, maybe what caused the struggle, or I can't control the, the, what this person chooses to do. But here's what I can do. I can decide. Oh, by the way, you know what proves your maturity? You know how, you know how emotionally mature you are? What does it take to offend you? What does it take to make you mad? Listen very carefully what I'm about to say. Never allow somebody to hurt you that you wouldn't take advice from. And some of you are struggling with hurt from people that you would never ask their advice about anything, but you have allowed them and given them power to hurt you. The only reason you should let people that you, you respect and have advice hurt you is because they, they have your best interest in mind and it might hurt you, but it has the power to help you because they care about you and they love you. And that's why they say what they say. Welcome to Parenting 101. None of us want to hurt our children. We tell them what we believe our children need. I'm the same way as a boss. I've been a boss since I was 27. The least amount of people I've ever employed is nine people. So if I say something that hurts somebody, I'm not saying it to hurt them. I'm saying, listen, 
We're going to have to have a hard conversation because I want to help you. And some people, listen, they can't figure out why they got let go. They can't figure out why they weren't valued in that place. And here's what I can tell you. Most of the time, it's because there was not a hard conversation and you're still wondering why that happened. There's nobody that ever leaves our staff, that is asked to leave our staff, that ever wonders what happened. They know exactly what happened. Because we're not about firing people, we're about empowering people. And by the way, most of the places you work, that's the way it'll be. But here's the truth too. I just have to say this as a side note. Sometimes there are dynamics that are beyond your control and somebody is is over you, they have a position and you're under them. And the truth is you're genuinely undervalued. And so they may can do without you, but you know what your lesson is? Your lesson is to create a place of indispensability for yourself because of how you roll and what your attitude is and what you bring to the table that is incalculable and therefore invaluable. So this is a big, big deal. So back to football and betting on football. If you're gonna bet on football, look at the individual player, look at the team depth and maturity, Thirdly, look at team unity. Now, here's my question to you. Are you walking in agreement with what matters most in your relationships? The Bible says in Psalms 133 that when two brothers or two people get into unity for the purpose of God, it's like oil, anointing oil that runs down the beard of Aaron, which he represents the priest, and the oil runs down and The Bible says that God commands a blessing in that place. Why do you think the devil himself fights marriage so hard? Why does he fight you having close relationships so hard? You know why he does that? Because he knows if you really walk as one for the kingdom of God, that there will be nothing that will be impossible to you. I said, there'll be nothing that'll be impossible to you. That's why if you're my friend, Now, all of y'all are my family of choice, but I've got some friends around here and Chuck, you've been with me. I like to say it all the time. You know how long, 19 years? 19 years. Uh, Garrett, you were were born. I was your dad's best friend. Where is he right now? On vacation or something? Anyway, so, but his son's here. That's all that matters. But no, the truth is, is it, is it, the relationships that I have that are long-term relationships, here's what I decided a long time ago you're going to have to be the one that leaves. Because if I decide you're my friend, you're my friend. And we're going through life together. I'm not wishy-washy. I'm not like, oh, you made me mad. You hurt my little feelers. Oh, you, you know, something, you know, I don't know. I'm just ready for a new season. No, if we're friends, we're friends. And so you have to walk away. Sheila, you got to walk away. If you, got, if, you, if, you don't, if you don't like this, you got to walk away. Oh, you're still there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Your alignments in your life are more important than any assignment you'll ever have. And when you get your alignments right, it will determine whether you succeed or fail. It'll determine whether you get to grow and go to your next level or whether you keep going down. Your alignments will determine everything. And it's so important that we realize this. Why? Because here's what Jesus said. Listen, if any two of you, it takes two, if any two of you agree as touching anything on earth, my Father in heaven will make it happen. 
Why does the devil fight so hard against, again, marriage and friendships and relationships and people start getting their feelings hurt? Again, just back up. What does the, the betting on football teach us? You got to look at the person's individual quality and you got to look at the team depth and maturity. When you're choosing to give your heart to people who are immature, you are going to be hurt. And all of us have had that, but guess what? If that person, even if they're immature, decides to leave my life, then listen, I don't blame them. I don't say it was their fault or my fault. It's just they chose not to be the beneficiary of the greatness that's in me. And it's the same way that, that it is for you. So relationships are very important. Watch this. So marriage is supposed to be one of those things that teaches us that, Dale. That's what marriage is supposed to teach us, how to stay when you feel like leaving, how to say, I'm sorry, when you've been the one that's hurt, how to forgive when, 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 when they don't deserve to be forgiven. Marriage teaches us that. It becomes a template. The, the siblings that you grew up in, which I didn't do that well with my siblings. I don't know if y'all did. But I got two false teeth. You know why? Because my brother knocked them out. We fought like cats and dogs. It wasn't no little, okay, here we go. Yeah. No, it was, I, it's like, it's on. Let's go. Let's, let's go. You ready? You ready? Because I'm about to. Anyway, so, so anyway, how he knocked my two front teeth out, it's kind of a cheap shot, is he was, he was laying down in bed and it was playing like he was sick because he didn't want to go to church. He was a total pagan. So I went in there, it was time for Sunday night church, said, you need to get up. I was about 11 years old. So you need to get up, quit playing like you're sick. He's my older brother. I said, quit playing like you're sick because mom's going to, I'm going to go tell her you're not really sick. He's going, shut up, get into my room and calling me all kind of racial slurs. I didn't even know existed. I guess they were racial. I don't know what they were. Curse words probably. But anyway, he's saying all kind of stuff to me and all... All of a sudden, I go and I tell my mother, I said, listen, I just want you to know he's not really sick, and I'm going to get him up for church. She goes, you go get him up for church. I went in there. I said, Mom told me to get you up for church. I got on top of him. I said, you're going to get up. I pulled the covers back. All of a sudden, man, he came around with a roundhouse. Bam, knocked me right in my mouth. My teeth fell out of my mouth. One shot, bam, it was over. I mean, ding, 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 ding. And I went into my mother. I go, I have my teeth in my hand. I go, he, he might be really sick. Because he, 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 just, he just knocked my teeth out. She went, oh my God. I said, you boys are just, you're, this is horrible. This is, you're hitting each other in the face, knocking each other's teeth out. I go, I know, Mom, but that didn't help me right now. <laughs> Listen, the devil, I want to say it like I mean it. The devil has done his damnedest to keep you out of the relationships for your growth and for your achievement and for your success. And it stops today in the name of Jesus. If you go bet on football, you got to know the team's key strengths and weaknesses. So I want to ask you a few questions about yourself. How well do you know your own strengths and weaknesses? Are you seeking to intentionally operate in your strengths by design or are you regularly defaulting to your weakness? And let me tell all the marriage people something. The longer you're married, the easier it'll be to default to your weakness. What are the strengths and weaknesses of your spouse? 
and those you're choosing to do relationship with? When does your strength become a weakness? And listen very carefully to this. They're going to put it up on the screen. But this is a leadershipology I wrote many years ago. The world is not changed by your opinions. It's changed by the example you set by followable excellence that you live. So how do I change anything in my marriage? I live it. How do I change anything with my kids? I live the change that I want to see. I decide here's how I'm going to be regardless of what the situation is. So your key strengths and weakness. By the way, if you're going to bet on football, here's the next thing they say. Coaching staff. Look at the coaching staff. So here's my question to you. Who are you allowing to speak into your life? Who are you allowing to speak into your life? Why do you keep hearing of a voice of a dad ringing in your ears when he's not in your life anymore? Why, why do you hear the, 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 the boss that fired you and what he said? He's not in your life anymore. You see, the truth is, who are you allowed to speak into your life? The most successful people in the world have coaches and thought leaders that they follow direction and they get needed correction from. In fact, I say it like this. If you're too big to follow, you're too small to lead. So in this church... And you can see it as ego. I'm not trying to be egotistical. I'm just telling you, you have the benefit at 60 years of age to benefit from whatever wisdom that I had, I have. You have, the, you have the benefit of hearing a father voice that truly does care about you. And I'm not saying to pat myself on the back. I'm just asking you, who is speaking into your life? It didn't have to be me. I'm not asking to be here. I didn't ask you to be here today. But I'm trying to provide an atmosphere where eagles can gather together. And by the way, that we don't fly alone, but we're like geese, but we're eagles. We're taking over. It's one thing for one eagle to fly by itself, but when you are a team of eagles, come on, y'all. I mean, you are taking over. So who's your coaching staff? Who are you listening to? I don't listen to anybody. I'm my own man. That's your problem. You think your kid's going to listen to you if you don't have somebody you're listening to? No. By the way, there's nobody in prison that's looking for somebody to speak into their life. Because what got them there in the first place, usually, not all the time, there's some people that's unfairly in prison, but what got them there in the first place was nobody could tell them anything. Here's another thing if you're going to bet on football. Look at the playing style. Listen to this, the playing style. How would you describe your vibe? What's your style? What would others say about your vibe? How do you roll, R-O-L-L? -L. What is your role, R-O-L-E? Are you rolling in your role? So my role in my marriage is to seek to love her the way she needs to be loved. My role in this marriage is to be the first one that says, I'm sorry, because usually I'm the wrong one. I know some of y'all aren't, but I just happen to be that person in this marriage. I'm more wrong than she is. She's called precious. She just calls me Keith. I mean, I have no special name. She's truly precious. So what do I have to do? I have to submit my Keith in my normal to her preciousness. But watch this. The truth is in your marriage, you have to know what it is that you bring to the marriage. Because if you decide to take your cues off that person and adjust yourself based on what they do, you won't make it. You will not be happy. 
You've got to go back to number one. You've got to be that individual player that knows the quality that you bring to the team. And we is more important than me. And right now, I need to stop and say, I'm sorry. And fix myself. Same thing in business. So playing style, what's your, your, your vibe will determine your tribe and your tribe will determine the value of your vibe. A couple more things I'm through. Is this helping anybody? Wave at me like this if it's helping you or like this. I want to help you. You see, if you're going to bet on football, the next thing you need to really consider is somebody's ability under pressure. What is, let me ask you this question, what is your response ability? How you respond to pressure will determine whether you choke or whether you get yoked. That's what we call it in the bodybuilding world. There's some chokers and there's some yokers. There's just a lot of people, man, pressure happens. Time to take the shot. You're the man. Here we go. It's time for you to make, it's time for you to make rain happen. It's time for you to fix the problem. So listen, put it back up there because I want everybody to see it. How you handle pressure will determine whether you choke or whether you are yoked, whether you're strong. How how are you under pressure? Mike Tyson said, everybody has a plan. Everybody has a plan. (laughs) Everybody has a plan until they get hit in the face. (laughs) Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Or the ear gets bit off, Evander. Evander thought he was going to beat me. All of a sudden, he leaned over. I bit his ear off because, you know, it's what I do. So anyway, the point is, how do you handle when somebody bites your ear off? Oh, my God, he bites my ear off. How do you handle when somebody hurts your feelings? I don't want to be around them anymore because every time I'm around them, I don't know. Just don't make me feel good. So I don't, I don't want to play anymore. How do you handle pressure? Here's the last thing. If you're going to bet on football, consistency. Wow. Are you doing what you know to do? Can others depend on you to roll in your role? Are you striving for excellence? Are you just trying to survive? Let me give you a little secret. You don't have to believe me. Because by the way, remember how to bet, B-E-T, become excellent through your own transformation and win in relationships. It's not winning relationships because I found the right person. It's not winning relationships because I found the right business partners. It's not winning relationships because I got venture capital. I win in relationships, watch this, when I bet, when I become excellent through my transformation. So consistency, let me give you a secret. This is a secret. 
you will be on the survive side of life rather than the thrive side of life if you just settle for your normal. When you strive for excellence, here's what happens. There's something that happens in you. I love what Jim Rohn said. He said, it's not about making a million dollars and becoming a millionaire. He said, it's who you become in the process of being a millionaire. It's not like, oh, I want to be a millionaire. No, no, no. It's who you become. Most people that win lotteries, y'all know, they lose their money. Why? Because they didn't pay the price to get their money. So consistency. So I want to ask you a provoking question. We're just about through, so stay with me. I need a little more. Just give me something. A little more. Yeah. That's better. Okay. All right. So y'all listen to me. Have you used your power to be consistent, to do the same things over and over, to develop bad habits that control you? Or have you created a habit force in your life that's keeping you from having instinctive greatness? Because here's what happens. I've had people my whole life, here's what they said to me. You know, I just have an addictive personality. Ooh, me too. You know what an addictive personality is? It's doing the same things over and over and over until it becomes instinctive. And whatever you've been doing over and over, it just takes control. That's how you get addicted, right? Is everybody with me on that? Well, that's having an addictive personality. Everybody does. God made you to be addicted. In other words, he made you to become instinctive. He made you, he put an autopilot on the inside of you. What's the autopilot? Whatever I do over and over takes control. And all of a sudden, now the cigarettes deciding when I smoke it. Now the, the alcohol's deciding when I drink it. Now the drugs are deciding when I take it. Because God, here's what's an amazing thing, is God created your brain and whatever you decide to do, listen very carefully, creates neuropathways in your brain. And it can only be satiated or satisfied based on what you do over and over and over and over. And so too often times people have done the wrong things over and over. So they have a problem with alcohol or sex addiction or gambling or whatever vices you want to call it. But it's really not about having an addictive personality. It's about taking the power that you have to do things over and over and over. And pretty soon those things decide what, when you're doing them over and over and over and over. But God made you to have a habit force. In other words, if I do something over and over and over, then guess what happens? When troubles come, when struggles do come, when uncontrollable things happen, you stand. And like Pastor Sheila taught so well last week that there are two different kind of houses, two different kind of families, two different kind of businesses. And that is there are families and houses and businesses that are built on a rock. And when the storms come and they will, and the struggles come and they will, that house stood because it was built on the rock. But the house that is built on sand, the house that is built on my opinion, the house that is built on my family dysfunction, the house that is built, that, that, that is built on my, my weak and, and, and anemic belief system without God. When the storms come, it washes away not only the foundation of the house, but that house falls and the fall is great. Why? Because it's not built on the rock. We have a chance and the chance is we can build our life on this book. We can build our life on these principles. We can build our life on this foundation and you can't have a great marriage and you can't have a great business and you can't be a millionaire if you want to be and you can't be successful if you pay your price 
You can. Because this book says I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. So I close with this. Y'all get anything out of this? I know some of y'all are hungry, but you're not hungrier than me. This plant-based thing is about to kill me. It's like, oh, man, I can't get enough food. Like if a gorilla eats 40 pounds of vegetables, I'm eating about 60. Honey, give me some more carrots. Let me leave you with these questions. If I were gonna bet on your marriage winning and not losing, would it be a good bet? If I were gonna bet on you as my spouse, would it be a good bet? If I were gonna bet on you as the kind of friend that I would love to have, is it a good bet? If I were gonna bet on you as a business partner, would it be a good bet? If I was gonna bet on you as a company that I would do business with, would you be a good bet? If I was gonna bet on you as a parent, for me, would you be a good bet? If I was gonna bet on you as my child who would carry my legacy, would you be a good bet? If I was God and I was gonna bet on you to be someone who I could depend on to bring my kingdom from heaven to earth through you, because you give your time, your talent, and your treasure. Let me be God to you for a minute. Could I depend on you to be that son and that daughter that would make my kingdom come, my will be done on earth as it is in heaven? Because here's what he said. Here's what God said now. I'm looking to and fro throughout the whole earth to see those that are loyal to my cause and I will put my hand on them so that everything that they touch will prosper. Hey, it's the year of transformation. It's the year of double-double. I close with this story. I was in San Diego this last week preaching at one of the greatest churches really in the world. Some of my favorite people. Pastor Sheila and I will do a marriage seminar there this year. I'll do a men's conference there this year. They love me and I love them. We'll start a mastermind there with many of their business people, very high-level business people. And that's going to be starting this year. And it's just very powerful, this alignment that God has given me with this church. And I'm sitting there and people are, are buying product and buying my books and that kind of thing. And about a 28-year-old guy comes walking towards me in the line. He didn't have a book. He didn't have something he wanted me to sign. But he got about five feet away from me. And I want you to really hear me. I want everybody to hear what I'm saying. I could smell him. I could smell him coming. The closer he got, the stronger the cigarette smell got. I'm not saying to judge anybody. You can smoke all you want, but just listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> Whether you realize it or not, you have a smell and you create a feel based on every room that you walk in. Just a little side note, I never go to bed without putting cologne on, ever. Because you just never know. 
And here's what I don't want to happen, Pat. I don't want her to say, you know what? You didn't take a shower tonight, Keith. In fact, if I can just be honest with you, I love you so much. You just stink and I'm really tired. I just don't want to take that chance. So every night, Pat, before I go to bed, I take a shower, I brush my teeth. Man, I'm talking to you now. I'm giving you a secret. And I put on just a little bit of cologne, not much. I crawl in bed, and here's my thought. My son in love, here's my thought. Even if she doesn't smell me, I smell me. So here's my question for you. What do you smell like? What kind of feel are you creating for yourself and when you walk into a room? When they're putting you on the operating table, are you scared out of your mind? Or are you saying to your fear, wait, I still got breath in my lungs. I don't know what's gonna happen in this surgery. They're allotting two hours. It took 15 minutes. They're allotting two hours, but while I still have breath, and I still can talk. I just want y'all to know I thank you. Thank you for taking care of me. Thank you for what you do for people. Thank you for being caregivers and people like me that don't know, it's, that lay here with uncertainty, fully exposed. You make us feel very special. Thank you for that. I could do that. So I decided, now you understand my heart. I'm not saying to make myself look good. I'm saying in any given situation, watch this, you create a vibe based on the way that you roll. So, this guy walks up to me and he said, hey man, um, I don't have any money, but I'd like one of your t-shirts. Can you give me one? So that bat and I turned to the person and I said, hey, it was handling my shirt, said, hey, go ahead and give him a t-shirt. Yeah, man, I'll wear it. You know, I said, I said, good, I want you to wear it. He walked away and God spoke this to me and this is for more than one person today. So listen very carefully to what I'm saying. I didn't bless him, I had mercy on him. Here's where a lot of people are in their relationship with God. Because of the way that they're living, God gives them mercy, but he can never put his hand on their life. Some of you are mercy needers in your marriage because of bad decisions, in your businesses because of bad decisions, in your life because of bad decisions. And do we all need mercy at times? Yes, but here's what I can tell you. God will always be there. The Bible says in Psalms 119, the longest chapter in the Bible, his mercy endures forever, but God's not looking to give out the dap of mercy. He's looking to put his hand of blessing on somebody that they can make miracles happen. And I prophesy over you, if you're in this family, there's not gonna be people that walk into this church and need a miracle that'll walk out and not get their miracle. There's not gonna be people that walk into this church and continue to need miracles from other people. In the name of Jesus, God's gonna help us raise up some millionaires and multimillionaires for the glory of God. Some people who would just be faithful in what God's called them to do. And this church, this family, Elevate Life Church will be known in the earth, not just as generous people, but that's the place where miracle workers come and they get 
filled up because they go from this place and in their marriage, in their family, with their friends, with their enemies, in their job, with their clients, they make miracles happen. That's my dream. That's what I hope for you. That's what I want for this family. Come on, y'all. Come on. Come on. Let's don't need a miracle. Let's be one. Don't run off. I'm through. Don't run off. I'm through. Let me pray for you. Because see, here's the truth today. Yes, every head's bowed, every eye's closed. The way we started is going to be the way we end. And here's how we started. I'm God. I do not change. I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. And because I am God, you're still here. You're still breathing. There's still life. But I'm gonna invite you to do something today. Every head's bowed and every eye's closed. If you're here and you say, I'm not where I need to be with God. I know my life is not right with God. I'm gonna do something different. Y'all give me a second. I'm gonna do something different. If you're here and you say, I'm not right with God and I wanna get my life right with God. Listen, I'm not trying to get you to be religious. I'm not trying to get you to join this church. I'm not even trying to get you to give your money. I wanna give you the opportunity to be somebody that God can bet on in the earth, that that's my son, that's my daughter. And only you can decide to be that person, to say, God, you can bet on me because I'm giving my life back to you. And if you're here and you say, I am not right with God and I wanna get right with God, on the count of three, I don't want you to look around, I want you to see what anybody else is doing, but if you're here and you say, I am not right with God and I wanna get right with God, to the upper balconies, when I count to three, you slip up your hand. Are you ready? One, two, three. Come on, all across this place, just lift it up. Say, I need to get my life right with God. Come on, is there anybody else? Just real quick, I need to get my life right with God. Now just put your hands down and I wanna invite everybody, whether you raised your hand or not, I want you to pray this prayer with me out loud. Let me lead you in this prayer. It's the most important prayer you've ever prayed in your life. Pray this prayer with me. You don't have to say it loudly, but just say it out loud. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I ask you to cleanse me from my way of doing things. I give you my life, my past, my present, my future. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and be the Lord of my life from this day forward and help me to be the person you've created me to be. I wanna win and not lose. Thank you for loving me, for accepting me, for forgiving me. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to our channel on iTunes and YouTube. That way you know when a new sermon has been uploaded. Also, if this message has impacted you and you want to contribute to help us reach more people, feel free to go to elevate.life forward slash give. We look forward to seeing you here next time.